everyone, and welcome to another episode of Digging Deeper, the ForConstructionPros.com podcast covering every aspect of the construction industry. I'm Wayne Grayson, and on this episode, we're joined by Todd Raker of Doosan Infracore North America. Todd is the Vice President of Growth Initiatives at the company, which in August of last year was acquired by fellow South Korean giant Hyundai. Now, obviously, this sale generated a lot of buzz within the construction equipment industry and a lot of questions, and that's why Todd is joining us today on the podcast. We had the chance to talk with Todd about why the sale took place, how it will impact both businesses, what's been going on within Doosan Infracore North America since the sale, and what's going to happen to the Doosan brand of equipment going forward. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Todd right now. Todd Recker, thank you so much for joining us today on Digging Deeper. Uh, we appreciate your time and, and uh, coming in to talk to us a little bit about what's going on inside of Doosan Infracore North America today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate the, uh, the invitation. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Again, uh, the pleasure is ours. We um, we do have a lot to talk about today, um, and and I definitely want to get into more of the the kind of primary questions around um, Doosan Infracore sale to Hyundai as we go. But you know, first of all, to kind of get us started, give us give us some kind of idea of what has been going on behind the scenes within Doosan Infracore North America, uh, following Doosan Infracore's larger kind of sale of that majority stake to Hyundai. What have you guys been working on, and and kind of um, uh, what's life been like in, in this kind of transition for you guys? Sure. Um, you know, it's funny that we get a lot of the same questions, uh, especially early on from our dealers and from our staff, you know, a lot of questions about that. So, you know, the, the, the short answer is, you know, not a whole lot has changed. It really has been business as usual. Um, you know, we continue to focus on the same initiatives that we had planned uh, for the next, you know, two to five years. In fact, I'd say some of those initiatives have actually been fast track, which is actually refreshing uh, because early on, I don't know that we truly understood um, what the impact might be. But as we get further into this and understand, um, you know, where Doosan's position is in uh, the, the ownership structure, you know, it really is to continue as um, as we are um, as a uh, Doosan brand, as independent um, distribution uh, through our own staff and and um, you know the nice part is is keeping those things separate from Hyundai. I think a lot of people had the expectation that you know gosh are they going to combine brands? Is this going to become just one brand and, and merge distribution? And that caused a lot of questions, I guess, and concerns from staff from from our dealer channel and, and from our customers. And, you know, I, I appreciate these opportunities where we get the chance to really stress the point that, you know, the, the plan is to keep the brand separate. The plan is to keep the distribution network separate and the staff separate. Um, you know, kind of in my experience, when you have a little bit of overlap in the brands, one plus one doesn't always equal two. And, you know, for us to achieve the, the goals that we want uh, globally, you know, we can achieve that greater by keeping those brands separate um, as opposed to combining them. So that, that's been really refreshing um, hearing that and, and seeing that that is their, their plan. Um, you know, so I, I expect that we're going to um, continue to 
to chip away at the competition, um, you know, certainly here in North America, but also across the globe. Yeah. And I, and I think some of that, um, some of that, maybe the, maybe confusion or just, you know, uh, from the customer perspective or even the dealer perspective, I, I know from my perspective, whenever I was, you know, I first heard of the deal and kind of how it was going to, to, to kind of work was, you know, obviously the, the Doosan conglomerate, the parent company is not going anywhere. Um, it's essentially, um, Doosan InfraCore itself that is, 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 you know, the, the controlling stake has been, uh, sold to, to Hyundai. But I, I think that where the confusion comes in is like, obviously Doosan proper is not going anywhere. So how, you know, what's going to happen to the Doosan brand name within, within Hyundai, that would be kind of a weird thing to have the Doosan brand in, in two, um, you know, uh, under two different, uh, kind of parent companies. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what do you guys know about the Doosan brand? You know, obviously, like you said, everything, um, it's essentially, uh, I guess this is really a two part question, but yeah, what is going to happen to that Doosan brand of equipment? And then part B to that question would be, you know, um, tell us a little bit about how you guys are going to work within Hyundai, but work independently or, or what you know at this point about, about how that um, relationship is going to work. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the short answer is, is that the Doosan brand, um, you know, as it pertains to orange construction equipment, it will have to change. Um, as you indicated, Doosan is still a separate legal entity. Um, you know, the, we, we see the, the Doosan forklifts, we see the Doosan portable power and, you know, we no longer own and are associated with Bobcat, you know, so to avoid that confusion and, you know, for I'm sure legalities, you know, yes, we will have to change our brand to something else, you know, much like it was back in the early, um, or I guess it was late nineties, I suppose when Daewoo was purchased by Doosan and it went from Daewoo to Doosan. And now, you know, we'll change that brand again uh, because we are not associated with the Doosan conglomerate in, in uh, South Korea. Uh, you know, as far as how we want to do that, you know, I th um, we have the opportunity to keep the Doosan brand, you know, for a period of time, um, you know, three to five years. You know, but really what we discussed internally and then also with our dealers is if we're going to have to change our brand anyway, why wait? You know, let's avoid the confusion. Let's avoid any hesitancies from our customers to continue to invest in Doosan. Let's avoid the confusion from our dealers to continue to invest and grow with, with Doosan. So let's show them and prove to them that we are going to still be here. We are going to be a new brand so that they can continue to invest in what that new brand is. As much as I'd like to be able to share what that brand is, you know, kind of have to remember, you know, this, this sale only happened about six to eight months ago, you know, so there's still a lot of due diligence that's going on in the background, a lot of research that's going on with, with end users, with the competition, with our dealers. And we got to look at this from a global standpoint, even though it might seem easy here in North America to make that shift or to make that new brand, we got to look at this from a global standpoint and make sure that the brand resonates appropriately across all the different regions. Um, so that takes time. And that's really what we've been spending a fair amount of our efforts doing is making sure that we do this transition right. Um, we all, um, you know, certainly here in North America and, and other regions, you know, we spend a lot of time, we invested a lot of, of, of 
sweat and money and our dealers have in building that Doosan brand and associating it with that orange construction uh, piece of equipment. You know, so we, we want to make sure that we do this smartly uh, so that we don't lose any of that momentum that we've all um, made over the last few years. Um, if everything goes as planned, uh, we have a pretty aggressive goal, I think, that we want to announce and release our new brand at the 2023 Con Expo. Now, again, there's a lot of things that need to happen from a global standpoint, but, you know, that's that's the uh, the avenue that we're we're trying to work toward. Right. And um, do you guys at, at this point, um, is there is there any kind of indication or um, can, can you give us um, an idea of kind of the what you guys are looking for in a brand? What, what are you guys hoping to communicate? Because, you know, in a, in a big way, you know, I know, you know, you mentioned the the blood, sweat and tears that that went into making, you know, Doosan a premier construction equipment brand um, globally. Um, because obviously no one can anticipate something, um, like this happening, but in a, in a way it, it is almost a, a way to kind of get a fresh start. Um, and so, you know, with, with that in kind of mind, uh, this kind of clean slate that you guys have been offered, um, and, and a kind of chance to kind of, um, you know, tell a story, a, a new story around the, uh, the, the equipment that exists today. What are, what are some of the things that are going into that that new branding um, or what do you hope that new branding communicates or, or what are you guys hoping to, to kind of base that on with the machines that we, we know today? Um, I would say there's probably two major pieces. You know, one is to, to we leverage this opportunity, like you said, to kind of you only get one chance, I guess, on this. You can't keep changing your brand and trying to redo, I suppose. So. You know, we spent a lot of time and effort on, on technology and innovation, right? And, and everybody speaks it, um, but I think we've, we've kind of shown it or proved it, right? We were the first company globally to have a, a successful live demonstration of a fully autonomous job site and fully autonomous working um, in, in like an orchestration, I guess, of our equipment in 2019. We were successful in that and we continue to evolve those type of technologies and, and innovation efforts in our equipment. Um, you know, and that was certainly one of the key um, buying factors, I suppose, that Hyundai saw within Doosan. So we want to continue to evolve those benefits and those technologies. So we want the brand to kind of speak to those as well. Um, in addition to that, you know, part of the brand is the, the machine itself, right? How, how the, the visibility, the colors, the, the nomenclature, the shape of it, you know, so there's an opportunity for us to kind of refresh that a bit, perhaps, you know, I, I, in talking with a lot of the customers and our dealers, they, they like the orange and how that ties in to Doosan. Um, you know, so I, I would expect that there's going to be some level of, of maintaining that orange brand um, or color. I wouldn't say it might just be the same full orange piece of equipment, but that will still be um, a main visual feature to the, the Doosan equipment. Yeah, I mean, I know personally it would be uh, it, I, would, I would be sad to see it's such a distinct uh, piece of equipment. Um, you, there, there's no mistake. There's no mistaking when you, when you kind of see, um, a, a deuce on machine, uh, for sure. Um, so I, I think the next thing kind of want to get into here is, is fleshing out the timeline on this deal a little bit. I mean, I know that, 
Um, a couple of years ago, it kind of started with with kind of some some rumors and some um, uh, anonymous reports in the I think in the Korean press is were the first kind of little things that I saw about it. But give us an idea on on the timeline of this deal from from you guys perspective with within Doosan. When when did the Doosan kind of parent company first start exploring the sale um, of, of Doosan Infracore and kind of give us some of the, you know, you guys understanding of, of why the sale happened and um, and, and how it took place. Uh, there to, with with Hyundai. Yeah, I think it really started. Yeah, I think so. Our parent company, right? So, like you mentioned, you have the Doosan conglomerate, and then of course, you know, the, the pretty complicated uh, structure that they have. They had Doosan Heavy um, Industrial Construction, I think it was DHIC, and that was our parent company. Um, and, and they recognized, I think, that they had some some debt that they had to pay off um, or coming due at the end of 2020. So they started looking at some options um, in 2019 on how they're going to restructure that debt. And as they got closer to it, I think they recognized, and then you know, I don't believe they really had intended or wanted to sell Doosan Infracore, you know, but we uh, were were able to satisfy the need, I suppose, is as being able to meet the number that they needed, as well as having that quick solution um, to, to raise the right amount of capital in a quick manner. Um, from, from what I understood, I mean, there were several interested parties, you know, whether it was from, you know, private equity firms to just other uh, construction equipment companies, um, companies within, without the um, industry knowledge, and certainly some within uh, the Korean network and then other areas around the country, you know, but at the, the same time as this was going on, um, HHI, Hyundai Heavy Industries, was also looking internally at really what was best for their future. Um, they were primarily focused and, and continue to be focused on their shipbuilding and their shipping logistics. And for them as an industry leader in, in those two areas, um, they also were looking in the oil refinement and offshore drilling is another key piece of their business. So I think they were exploring how they could expand on that. And, and those other businesses are a little less stable when you look at it year over year. So they were looking for something that's a little more innovative and then a little more globally stable, which, you know, they already were in the, the construction equipment business. Um, so this was just kind of uncanny timing, I think, for them when, you know, the, the news was out there that Doosan Infracore was for sale, us being number one in South Korea, um, us being a, you know, a top three brand in many other regions of the world, you know, and it also gave Hyundai an opportunity to penetrate the Chinese market, which is just, you know, it's its, its own monster as a whole. So there was a lot of boxes, I guess, that were checked that helped Hyundai accomplish what they needed to do in order to be more well-rounded and, and getting into something a little more uh, new and, and innovative. So, you know, I think that all of those things and the timing worked for Hyundai to get aggressive and, and um, you know, make the, the proper arrangements to, to acquire. Um, and the nice thing is it stays within the, the Korean um, South Korea country. Um, so kind of understand, you know, that culture. And so it wasn't really a, a big radical change. I think for a lot of us, it was just more of a, you know, almost just like, you know what, you got a, you got a new boss is all. 
which was nice. Plus, you got a new company that is really invested in in developing this new portion of their their portfolio. Right, and and um, it could expand a little bit um, if you if you can. Um, I, I'm I'm really interested in this in the um, what you guys see as some of the benefits, right, of of transitioning um, to being part of the the Hyundai family. You know, what 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 do you guys really see as the big opportunity here, or the big um, positive impacts of this of this sale? Yeah, I would think you know what I really liked about this acquisition is. You know, again, Hyundai's renewed investment in the construction equipment business. And they've made it very clear, um, you know, that one of the key items that they identified that attracted them to Doosan was our, our technologies and, you know, what they saw we're working on in the future. And, you know, I think it, it impressed them enough and wowed them enough that they want to continue to, to invest in that and be a part of it. You know, so and that fit really perfectly in what our strategic direction was. And we were already heading in that direction as far as some of these innovative options. And, you know, again, can't go into all the details, but, you know, the the fully autonomous that we call Concept X is, is really just the, the beginning of what we kind of see how the coal construction industry could change, right? We all read some of the same articles and some of the same issues, whether it comes from safety, whether it comes from um, operator shortage or staffing shortage and, um, you know, just efficiencies and such that are going on there with the equipment and being partnered with a company that buys into that next generation um, of this industry and has the the capital resources to, to invest in it you know, that's really exciting. And, and they're really putting that and focusing on, I guess, you know, call it Doosan, or I like to call it Brand X, because I'm not sure what we're going to be. But, you know, that's really where they're positioning this new brand and what the future of that brand will look like. And that part's exciting to me. Right. And you mentioned kind of the, the, um, there, there is definitely like a financial dedication there on, on, on Hyundai's part um, to to kind of grow its construction business. I mean, is, is there, you know, do you, do you see from just strictly the financial side of things? I mean, it, it just kind of sounds like, you know, especially with with Doosan, um, uh, you know, facing some of the, the the debt problems and the financial problems that it that it had, um, there there seems to be a little bit more financial flexibility and and ability to actually invest in further further growth. I mean, obviously, both companies, whether it was Hyundai or or Doosan, they they wanted to kind of grow their business and and let's just kind of for the sake of this this conversation, we can just focus on on North America um, in, in general because I, I know that they, they you know. Being based in South Korea, they obviously see the business as global, but North America is obviously, you know, you need to make big inroads to make a big impact globally, just like as you do in China. Um, and so you mentioned the kind of the China piece to this uh, for giving Hyundai kind of, you know, increased exposure there. But, you know, for 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 Doosan, which which, um, you know, was aligned and was kind of part of the the Bobcat brand, which which I want to get to in just a little bit. Um, but, you know. There, there are definite benefits there for, for Hyundai, but do you guys see any kind of like specifically on the investment side of things, some a little bit of financial liberation and kind of excited to see where that maybe um, the ability and that financial flexibility that Hyundai has um, in terms of reaching some of those goals that may not have been possible in the past? I do. Um, you know, North America, like you said, it's it's 
it's certainly not to the level of, of China when it comes to the industry numbers. However, you know, China is is pretty radical, I suppose, meaning, you know, one year you could have 200,000 units in the industry and the next year you could have 50,000 units in the industry. You know, so there's there's a lot of radical changes there within North America, even though we might not see that it is stable. When you look at it, it is actually a stable market. So from a global level, it's easier to invest in North America. And the nice thing is, you know, by by pulling both the Doosan and the Hyundai brand, right? Because there's going to be some efficiencies or synergies, whatever you want to call them, between the two brands that need to be leveraged and will be leveraged. Um, you know, there's certainly things, whether it's from, from um, sourcing, from engineering, R&D, you know, maybe even in parts distribution, um, you know, so being able to leverage the volume between the two brands allows the company to invest more within the North American business where perhaps in the past, you know, Hyundai alone or Doosan alone, you might not have been able to justify it. But now with the two volumes together, you're able to justify some some major investments that could impact our presence within North America in a dramatic way. Um, you know, and, and I do foresee a time where there will be, you know, some um, some of those efficiencies that we leverage, you know, whether it is from a, a shared parts distribution center or maybe that's a shared platform within the equipment, you know, but that you know, maybe from the mainframe, they're the same. But then, you know, everything else is, is independent and different, you know, and being able to leverage those synergies opens the door up for new opportunities within North America to make us more competitive. Well, and, and Doosan Engines comes over as as part of this deal, right? It does. It does. And that's a that's a big um, benefit, I think, for Hyundai, right? Because today they don't have an engine solution for, for themselves. They, they have a pretty good relationship with Cummins, I believe. Um, the, you know, I'm not on, on the Hyundai side, but, you know, I think logic would tell you that if they own an engine company, Doosan Engines, you know, you, you would look there, right? There's, there's opportunities there. Um, you know, and we do still provide engines for, for Bobcat. They leverage uh, the Doosan engines, um, you know, and we still do provide um, on some of the larger excavators. You know, we're producing some of the excavators for, for Bobcat as well. Right. Now, I think that's a good segue to kind of get into the, the Bobcat discussion a little bit. I, you know, as part of the the, the sale of Doosan Infracore um, to, to Hyundai, uh, Bobcat did not come along with uh with Doosan Infracore and neither did um Doosan Portable Power. So uh the Doosan kind of parent decided to to keep those two businesses um and and not send them along as part of this this acquisition. But you know how how does you know what what does your relationship now within uh Doosan Infracore or Brand X, how does that do, how does that Bobcat relationship kind of move forward? Because yeah, like you mentioned, I know that you guys were making some of their like the uh the 14 uh, ton uh, excavator um, and larger as Bobcat was kind of getting into more of those small to midsize, uh, you know, excavators um, and then obviously supplying some of the engines. How long will that go on? Do you guys see that relationship uh, continuing, um, you know, into the foreseeable future or, you know, w- what is that kind of working relationship with Bobcat like now that, that they're, they're now essentially have been, re- you know, re-separated? Sure. Yeah, you know, I I started my career with Bobcat actually, and you know, learned a lot from them when 
when Doosan acquired Bobcat back in, I think it was 2007, um, you know, and we were able to adopt a lot of the best practices um, into the Doosan family. But, you know, like you mentioned, with the sale, we're, we're two separate companies um, and, and we do continue to, to supply them. I hope that we're able to continue those relationships and supply them the engines and perhaps, you know, we can expand some of the, their needs within the, within the, uh, the larger products. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm not, I'm not sure what direction they want to go. Um, you know, they certainly consume an enormous amount of engines, you know, so at some point, you know, perhaps they, they look at their own, their own solution, but, you know, for now, I think we have, uh, an agreement and an intent to provide them engines, you know, as, as they, they need or, or want. Um, you know, I, again, I, it's, it's hard to say, I guess, what the future be, between the two brands are, but, you know, I can, you know, personally, there's a lot of friends I have over there, but, you know, professionally, you know, it's, you know, unfortunately, I guess you could, you could call us competitors at this, at this point, you know, so, um, you know, I'm sure they're looking at this through a, a, a different lens than they did a, a year and a half ago. Right. Um, it, it, you know, and, and I, and I think too, that it, it was always kind of an interesting kind of dynamic between, especially with, um, with, with, with Doosan's, um, kind of ambition to, to kind of grow within North America. And, you know, obviously the Bobcat purchase was a, was a big part of that. Um, but, you know, looking at, looking at now, you, you mentioned kind of like the, the power of combining these two uh, machine volumes together um, in North America between Hyundai and, and, and Doosan. What do you see as kind of um, what, 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 what are the two companies, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to say because like Doosan uh, or Infracore brand X, whatever it's going to be called is going to operate independently uh, with within North America and 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 globally as well, um, and and I know that Hyundai has said many many times that they they want to be and Doosan as well. You know, both of those companies wanted to wanted to get into the top five uh, construction equipment manufacturers globally. How do you think that um, this sale? helps that ambition. I mean, what, what kind of, do you see kind of any kind of specific path or, um, a specific, uh, part of this acquisition and this new kind of, um, uh, combined volume that will allow these two companies to, to go after that goal together? Yeah. And I think that's, <clears throat> excuse me, back, um, to a comment I made earlier and that's something I've said for many, many years is, you know, if you, you have two companies with the overlapping products, you know, one plus one doesn't equal two because eventually, you know, you, you got to dissolve a large portion of it. But by keeping these two separate, you combine those volumes and you continue to feed those volumes with new products. Right. So, you know, that's a that's a key piece, at least from our standpoint, from Doosan's standpoint, I can speak to the fact that we're always looking at how can we can provide more tools to our dealerships to increase their mind share towards Doosan or Brand X. And, you know, a, a, a key, a key um, indicator of that is, you know, we, in the, we added a new line of mini excavators that are made uh, by Doosan. Um, and we'll continue to add to those mini excavator lineups so that we have a full lineup of mini excavators from a 2.7 all the way up to, you know, a 100 ton excavator. Um, you know, you, you've seen and we're still on target to launch, um, I think in late July, uh, a line of dozers 
and we'll continue to add to that dozer lineup as well. And we continue to look at new products that we can add. You know, so that's a piece of it that's going to feed into that goal of getting to a top five, at least from our level and what we can contribute to it. There's other pieces to it as far as getting our dealers to become more focused and improve their efforts within the aftermarket business. You know, capturing more of the, the parts business, capturing more of the used equipment business. You know, we recently... Uh, I think in the last year and a half, got real aggressive with our remarketing program and getting more dealers focused on the remarketing piece and keeping the Doosan equipment, use Doosan equipment within North America and within the dealer's market so we can feed it the Doosan parts that are needed to keep those products running. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different areas that we can look at um, from, from a product standpoint and a part standpoint. And then you combine that just with improving the dealer network and continuing to fill the gaps that we do have within North America and getting our existing dealers to cover more of the markets that they currently cover. You know, those things together is what we can do within North America uh, to get to what what we want to contribute to the top five or global top five. And, um, you know, as we're more successful with it, other regions will, will feed off of that as well. Um, that's one thing I do like within Doosan Infocore is, you know, we are pretty transparent across the regions and, and we do a lot of best practice sharing to help each other out. So if there's things that we can contribute, you know, we'll absolutely share. Right. And you guys do have a ton of new product that, that you guys are, are working on right now. And in terms of, uh, you know, uh, dozens of, of new machines that you're hoping to roll out here in the, in the next year or so. Um, you mentioned the, the dozer lineup um, that we uh, just got a, a preview of just a couple of months ago um, with the, mm-hmm. that new D100 uh, platform. So that's that's very cool. Um, but, um, y- you know, in, in terms of kind of moving forward, um, you, you know, c- can you give us an idea of, of how you expect this to, I mean, it will, I mean, I, I think that in a, in a way, um, the Hyundai brand of equipment and the Doosan brand of equipment will be competing in certain ways because it, it looks like, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it looks like the, the dealer networks will not be offering both machines that those are going to kind of stay separate. But at the same time, you know, Hyundai has the experience, especially on the automotive side of things, with having, you know, two like a shared platform between, you know, Kia and Hyundai cars. And they've been very successful with that strategy. I think that they have tried to aim that at maybe two different um, segments of the market, even though those lines are kind of getting a little blurred now too, especially with the, with the growth that both brands are seeing here in North America. Um, and, and I think that if you were to model you know, uh, something uh, like this acquisition. And you, uh, you know, if you were going to model it after anything, it would be that. It would be that I think that, yes, they're technically competitors, but there's also a lot of synergies there. There's also been a lot of growth and adoption of both Kia and Hyundai in North America over the last five to five to 10 years. And even though they're kind of, you know, at odds, they're also growing together. And so, you know, do you see it, 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 it being a situation like that because Hyundai does have that experience um, in various other industries of, of running two brands at the same time? Um, it, w- will it be more like that or is there, is it, is it going to be a little bit, you know, obviously construction equipment is a lot different, more different than, um, 
than the than the automotive industry. But just just trying to kind of like give us an idea of of how these two brands are are, are going to 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 work together, or you know how they're how they will kind of um, you know uh, flush out the the aspects in the industry of where they're actually and you know and actively maybe competing against each other, especially there on the on the dealer level that that you mentioned just a bit ago. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> I guess I could speak to how I see it here in North America, you know, and in other regions, you know, they might have different views or, or different expectations, but <clears throat> excuse me, the, you know, I guess one piece is, is, you know, the Hyundai family, even though you have the Hyundai automotive and then you have the Hyundai industrial side of it, you know, they really don't um, talk much or share much, you know, I think, which is unfortunate because, you know, the, the automotive side of Hyundai you know, with whether you call Hyundai or Genesis or, or Kia, you know, they've they've done tremendous things, in my opinion, within uh, North America, for sure. Um, and shortly after that period, when Hyundai acquired Kia, I don't remember the exact year, but, you know, they, they took over the, the number three position um, in automotive on a, on a global level. Um, you know, so like you said, I mean, they've kind of proven how that can work and how if it's done properly, you can achieve that goal of getting to the top five. Um, but <clears throat> within the construction, like you said, it's, it's a different industry. Um, I think that there is an opportunity for them to have similar success. And I, again, I do think there's going to be some of those um, efficiencies that are going to be shared that will make us uh, share in those, those successes. That being said, you still have to have some sort of differentiation between the two, in my opinion, to to be successful. So I, I you know, said it before, I don't think that there's going to be an overlap with, with the same owner selling both brands because that really doesn't accomplish what we need to accomplish, you know, and having these two out there independently, you know, and, and when we look back at much of our competitive deals, right? We, we, we track a lot of information, you know, and we look at competitive deals and, and feedback from our salesmen and our dealers. We don't compete much with Hyundai today. You know, we really are kind of going after a, a different customer base than Hyundai must be going after because we don't really overlap, you know, and I think that is, if that continues, we can achieve what we want to do. They continue with their product, strategy, um, their customer strategy, you know, and we go down ours and, and you cover more of it. Right. And, and I, th I think if we continue down that path and we evolve our business and, and our strategies as we've set forward and they do the same, uh, I think we can achieve what needs to be done and have similar successes to what they've done on the, the automotive platform. No, I, I totally agree. And, and I know it's, it's kind of a, it, it, it's kind of a, it's it's one of those things where it, it kind of sounds odd when you say it or when it's coming out of your mouth to say, oh, no, even though that we're, you know, we're competing on price point and everything else, there there is this kind of um, this intangible. And I, and I think and again, like I said, very different industries, but it's such a good illustration of how it can work with between the, the Kia and the Hyundai side of things, because. I mean, they do compete on price point and they, they, they should be, you know, technically going after the, the same kind of um, class of customer or segment of the, of the market. Um, but if you look at the cars, no one is mistaking 
you know, a Kia for a Hyundai. They, they have distinct looks. They've done a really good job. And I think to what you said there at the, at the end of there has to be some kind of differentiation. And I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, the separation in the dealer networks that obviously offers the opportunity to kind of build a different cultural outreach, but then two, having the distinct brands of distinct look and distinct branding and distinct color there, there is, there are, there are different ways to kind of appeal to these, um, to these different segments of the market. And I, and I think that they have shown, um, like you said, a, a really good model for, for doing that, even though it is on the, on the automotive side. I mean, I think to that degree, it is a strategy um, and, and, and a way and a plan of, of putting those things together. So it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see, um, you know, the, the upcoming brand, how that plays out um, and, and, you know, kind of how the, how customers react to that. But what, you know, I, I guess to kind of finish up here, um, what are you, you know, once you guys get that brand locked in, and, um, you know, fingers crossed, we, we, we have something, uh, we have, you and I have something to talk about around Con Expo, um, next year. Um, wh- what are you guys kind of hoping the, the customer reaction to that will be? I mean, obviously positive, but like, what, what are you guys hoping to communicate to customers? What are you most excited about, um, with, with that kind of that, that brand change and, and kind of looking forward to the future? What are you guys most excited about? Yeah, I mean, not to not to reuse your word, but it's I mean, purely I, we want to create some excitement with that brand. Right. We don't want it to be the, the worst thing that we can do with it is is we, we launch this new brand and it's perceived as just a new international brand that came to market. Um, so if, right. if long as it's done <laughs> properly, we can tell the full story and we can tell the story on how this new brand is purely an evolution to advance what Doosan was in the past. And with that, we can create excitement, we can create buy-in, we can create a buzz. You know, and it, it's interesting, just because the sale alone, you know, and, and being able to tell the story like I am here today, it, it's, it's already created a little bit of that buzz. You know, we've had more, uh, I also manage our channel development, <clears throat> which is a large piece of, of just expanding our dealer network. You know, and in the last year alone, we've had a tremendous amount of interest from new dealers um, asking questions and, and trying to, to see where and how they might be able to become a Doosan dealer. And I think a large portion of it is, is that they understand or they're starting to see the opportunities with Doosan. And of course, having um, a larger, a larger um, product lineup helps as well. Um, you know, but I think people see that there is some exciting things to come, uh, within Doosan and, and who we are going to become, not to uh, be repetitive again, but, um, I, I just, I, I think if we can continue to build on that and tell the right story and create that buzz and excitement, uh, we have a great opportunity to just catapult this, this, um, new brand and, and product presence within North America and, and across the globe. I totally agree, Todd. And, and uh, like I said, that'll, that'll wrap it up for us today. But, but Todd, thank you so much again for, for taking some time out of your day to, to really kind of dig into all of the kind of nuances of this, um, of this acquisition. It's going to be, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely excited uh, to kind of see the, the evolution of, uh, of, of the, the new Doosan InfraCore brand uh, over time. And uh, yeah, thank you again so much for, for coming on and, and kind of breaking everything down for us and, uh, and, all the, and all the customers. 
No, I appreciate it very much, Wayne. And like you said, hopefully um, in March or maybe even sooner, we'll have an opportunity to uh, to go behind the curtains and share the, the new brand and new strategy. Awesome. Thanks again, man. Take care. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode of Digging Deeper. Thank you for listening. And thanks again to Todd Raker for joining us to discuss the Doosan InfraCore acquisition. It's definitely going to be very interesting going forward to see how this sale shakes out. And we're very interested to see the new brand that comes out of it. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks again for listening.